0: hope will travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson, and today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, how to encounter God. But before we do, I want to read a passage of scripture to you. I don't read the message translation very often, but I do if I'm struggling to pick up what the author of scripture is putting down, or if I want to read familiar verses in a new way. And that's what today is. So Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, in the message. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you, take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping eating, going to work walking around life and place it before God as an offering embracing what he does for you is the best thing you can do for him don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking, instead fix your attention on God you'll be changed from the inside out readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down into its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. One of the things I hear most often as I'm sitting down to hang out with my friends or to have a cup of coffee is the phrase, I don't know how to encounter God. And what my friend means by that is I don't know what to do for a quiet time. I don't know How to let God renew my mind. I don't know what to do beyond Sunday at church. I don't know how to read my Bible. I don't know how to hear from the Lord. I don't know how to recognize God's voice. So we're going to spend some time unpacking some of those things. If you've got specific questions that I didn't just lay out, feel free to send it to me. We'll see if we can fit an answer into one of the upcoming episodes. But first, I've got some unsolicited advice. Or maybe since you're listening to my podcast, it's actually advice that you're looking for. There are a million ideas, exact number, in this episode. Not all of these ideas are going to work for you. They don't all work for me. So don't try everything. Don't try to try everything. Pick two or three that seem most interesting and give those a try for a couple weeks. Then modify them until you find something that works for you. If those two or three aren't doing it, Hey, guess what? This episode will still be here. You can come back and listen to it again and again and again if that's what you want to do. Keep trying things. The biggest thing is to show up. What worked last season might not work this season. What worked yesterday might not work today. Be willing to try something different and be willing to try again. We serve a creative God. Allow him to be as creative in how you encounter him as creative as he is when you see other people encountering him. Every one of these ideas I'm about to lay out has a positive side and a negative side. There are ditches around everything, so staying on the road is what's important. But when you're first trying to build a quiet time habit, or when you're trying to build the habit again, you can't focus on the ditches. You need to focus on the road. I've taught a few teenagers how to drive. I don't sit in the passenger seat and go, hey, there's a big cliff coming here. Make sure you stay on the road. Hey, this is a sharp curve. Make sure you don't fly off into the lake. I say, hey, let's make sure we're going the right speed for this curve. I say, hey, keep your eyes on the road. Where's the white line? Where's the yellow line? What's the yellow line telling you? Sometimes that needs to be enough. So if you find yourself in a season where you're so afraid of ditches, focus on the road and have some grace for yourself. If everyone else in your world is calling out, hey, maybe this is a ditch that you're sitting in, you need to relook at it. But when you're starting to drive, when you're starting a quiet time, you don't look at all the ditches. You look at the road. So the biggest ditch that I often hear people pointing out is how do I know if it's God? We're going to spend a whole episode talking about how to hear from God and how to recognize God's voice. So don't focus on that right now. Let's just use the filter, does it sound like him? Is it loving? Is it kind? Does it glorify God? Does it honor me? That's enough for right now. Does it sound like God? There was a season of life when I teased that I couldn't hear from God unless there was a pen in my hand. I wrote out every single prayer that I prayed. I was one color pen and God was another color pen. Actually, I was black and God was whatever other color pen I could find that day. Sometimes he was blue, sometimes he was red, sometimes he was marker. Actually, there was a season when we were both in marker because as a writer, I was so concerned with proper spelling and proper grammar that it hindered how I could encounter God because as as I'm writing out these sentences and these phrases, I wanted them to be grammatically correct or properly spelled. When I was praying in marker, it felt more childlike. It felt like spelling didn't matter anymore. It felt like I could add some extra letters to words and it would be okay. It felt like it didn't have to be right every time I put it down, whether it was what I was saying or expressing or what I felt like I was hearing from the Lord. I became a prayer warrior in that season. Journals upon journals upon journals of prayers and quiet times and conversations with the Lord. I encountered God best in long periods of uninterrupted time. And I hear you saying, Katie, I don't have long periods of uninterrupted time. I have small children. I have two jobs. I have school. I have way too many things already to do. Yeah, I hear you. But how can you use the time that you've got? I once heard a young mother tell a story of a time when her toddlers went to daycare two mornings a week. That was about eight hours a week when she was not the adult directly responsible for young children. And when that season first started... She felt like the Lord said, give me one of those two days. And she said, Lord, I can't do that. I only have eight hours. Do you know all the things I need to accomplish in eight hours a week? And he said, give me one of those two days. And she did. So she spent four hours a week running her errands and cleaning her house and doing all of the other things she couldn't do when she had a toddler attached to her leg. And she spent the other four hours sitting with the Lord. She said that in that season, her time with God exploded. Her relationship with God was stronger than it had ever been. I think she might even say she wants to go back to that season. Because she got four hours of uninterrupted time with the Lord every single week. It cost her something. She had to run errands with her children sometimes because she couldn't get it done in the other four hours. She had to make sacrifices, and she deemed that to be a sacrifice worth making. And maybe you don't even have four hours of uninterrupted time. Maybe you've got five minutes. Maybe you've got five minutes while you're eating your cereal in the morning. You can eat a spoon. Don't eat the spoon. You can eat with a spoon in your left hand, and you can journal in your right hand. Or maybe this is just us Minnesotans, but we sit in our cars quite a bit of time waiting for it to warm up. It's margin. You can be playing on your phone while your car is heating up. Start with what you've got and see what happens. Don't try to sit around for four hours and expect the Lord to show up your very first time you're meeting with him. It's going to be painful and you're going to hate it. But start with five minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Maybe eventually you'll get to an hour. Use what you've got and start there. This next idea might not work for Minnesotans either. You might not be able to try it this week, unless you're maybe more hardy than I am. But get outside. Go for a walk and invite Jesus to walk with you. Point out to him the beautiful leaves that you're seeing on the tree. Point out to him the sunset. Let him show you the bird. Climb a tree. Take your Bible up there with you. We'll talk about reading scripture in a couple minutes. Or maybe just stare out the window and thank God for the beautiful snowfall thank him for the sunset. Thank him for the fact that there is a sun. It is amazing how emotionally helpful it is just to open your blinds. Love the creator by encountering him through his own creation. And if outside is not what you find beautiful, maybe there are other things like buildings or paintings or cathedrals that leave you in awe of God. And if you can't go to a 200-year-old cathedral or. Pull up a picture of one on your phone. Print it out, hang it on the wall. There's kind of a trend in churches currently, or at least there has been the last few years, is to have a more basic looking church building. Meaning in a school or a gym or a movie theater. Practical, very practical. But part of that is a lot of empty walls. It doesn't have the ornate feeling like churches used to have. And in some ways it's beautiful because we're recycling spaces, we're meeting where the people are gathered, but in some ways we miss the beautiful ornateness that leaves us in awe of God. I've walked into some beautiful churches all around the world, and in that moment when I cross the threshold and look up at the altar for the first time, I can't help but go, wow, God is so good, because it's beautiful. So find that beauty, or that thing that leads you to that feeling in your own life, maybe it requires that you paint, watercolor, oil paints, I don't care. Color, get those markers back out. There are adult coloring books that are appropriate. Find a way to encounter the Lord in a space or doing something that is beautiful. For some people, it's hard to be alone and encounter God. Sometimes you hear God's voice through somebody else's voice. So look at who you're surrounding yourself with. Ask God to speak through those voices. They don't always have to be the Christians or the pastors in your life. God gets my attention through comments from my non-Christian coworkers. I need to be prepared to hear from him in that way. Or, if you feel like you are all alone, picture God as your best friend and hold a conversation with him. Talk about whatever you talk about with your friends. It doesn't have to be complicated. Picture him in the front seat of your car as you're driving to work. Pour him a glass of water and have dinner with him. If he wants wine instead of water, he can make that happen. Or, if you're with somebody, don't be afraid to pause and say, let me pray about that for a second. Let me ask the Lord about that for a second. I have a friend that sometimes I'll ask him a question, and before he gives me an answer, he says, give me a second, let me ask the Lord. Yeah, it's a little awkward. But in those moments, I feel so loved and so cared for because I know that person is praying for me right then and there. Sometimes he'll do it out loud. Sometimes we just sit in silence on the other end of the phone and I wonder if the call got disconnected. But I encounter the Lord because he's willing to say, we need to pause for a second and I don't just want to give you my opinion. I want to ask the Lord what's okay to share. If another person's not available... Maybe you can meet him in a book. Obviously, the Bible is a great place to start. It's part of every single one of these suggestions. But if you're overwhelmed about where to start reading scripture, think about what name for God or what part of the Trinity you connect with best right now. If you bow your head and you find yourself praying Jesus, maybe you read the Gospels. If you bow your head and you find yourself praying Holy Spirit, maybe you should hang out in the book of Acts. If it's something a little bit more formal, like Lord, maybe try a book like Genesis or Exodus. If you're looking for something a little bit more comforting, or you're in a hard season, where you've got deep achings in your soul that you need to express, check out the book of Psalms. Sometimes we think that we have to read the whole Bible all the time. That's a good practice. But if you're in a season where you keep reading Matthew over and over and over again, Be okay with that. Let the Lord meet you where you are and move you somewhere else when the two of you are ready to move together. Yeah, this can sometimes be a ditch. But we're not focusing on ditches. We're keeping our eyes on the road. Pick a passage of scripture. Start somewhere and read it. Read it again. Maybe read it in a different translation. Maybe have the YouVersion Bible app read it out loud to you. Picture yourself there. Ask God to show you something you've never noticed before. Pick a familiar verse. Pick a verse you're not familiar with. I really like the Romans 12 verses I read at the beginning of this podcast because they sound very different in the different translations. I'll even read the message version for you if you rewind a little bit. Or maybe pair your Bible with a Christian book. Pick somebody who's got a strong theology or somebody that inspires you to live a life that looks more like Jesus. Somebody like Jenny Allen or Bob Goff. If you're a little new to scripture, Help My Bible is Alive by Nicole Eunice is a great resource. Listen to sermons. It's not weird or nerdy. In fact, it's actually really beautiful. Pick some churches around the country and get your finger on what's being taught so that you're hearing more than one voice. Remember that different people encounter God differently. I went to a conference with a friend one time. It was a lot of music and a lot of teaching. Well, actually, it felt to me like it was a lot of music and a little teaching. And at one point, the night was getting late, and my friend elbowed me, and she goes, hey, I think he's going to keep teaching for a while. Can we go? And I said, no, I want to finish hearing his talk. She wanted more music. We're different. We both encountered the Lord that night in different points of the program. A lot of people are like my friend and encounter God through music. I am not one of them. So I want to speak to those of you who are in the minority here first. Because if loud worship music doesn't do anything for you, I promise you're not broken. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Just because you're the minority doesn't mean you're the problem and it doesn't mean that you should be silenced however it doesn't mean you can avoid corporate worship it doesn't mean that you can't try to meet God there a couple years ago I ran into a spiritual leader at a different church than is normal for him I don't know what led him there why he wasn't at his own church on a Sunday morning but he was at a different church And the whole time, he spent the service with his arms crossed over his chest. And I know enough to know that this wasn't a plot where he was trying to bring down the other church. I don't know what was going on, but I know he wasn't there to critique. I don't know what his relationship with God looks like right now. But I know that I had a hard time worshiping while I saw him with his arms crossed over his chest. Because while everyone else is standing with their arms raised up, singing at the top of their lungs... He's leaning back in his pew with his arms crossed. He's not engaged. And it made me think about how body language affects those around us. He wasn't leading that day. He had every right to be disengaged. I can't judge him for that, and I wasn't judging him for that, because a lot of times that is my posture as well, because I don't encounter God through music. I rarely encounter God through music. Maybe that's a better way to say it. But as I watched this particular leader, And I thought about how his body language was affecting my ability to worship. It occurred to me that a lot of times, my body language affects others' abilities to worship. And so even though I don't encounter the Lord through loud music, you will often find me with my hands raised up in the air, singing at the top of my lungs. I might feel dead inside. I might be thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner. But my body looks like I'm worshiping. Because I want those around me to encounter God And a lot of times, my body is just the first step. Sometimes my heart even follows. Sometimes I have to borrow the faith of somebody else and the worship style of somebody else to encounter the Lord. Or sometimes I remember the times when God was faithful. We've talked about wells a lot. Dig a well and then drink from it. Remember when God was faithful and continue to go back to that moment until he gives you a new moment. Scripture says that better is one day in the Lord's courts than a thousand elsewhere. I read that to say, better is one hour in quiet time than a thousand elsewhere. Better is a bad quiet time than no quiet time whatsoever. So my friend, as you think about what is it going to look like to encounter God this week, remember that you're not alone. You're not alone in needing to try something different. You're not alone in struggling to encounter God. The Lord loves you, and he loves to meet with you. So even if it doesn't feel that way to you right now, recognize that he wants to be found by you. This isn't an obligation. It's an enjoyment. So keep trying something different, and you'll find the enjoyment in it. Every Monday, I'm going to share a different idea on Instagram of how to encounter the Lord. Obviously, this is a passion point of mine. So if you're stuck, don't be afraid to reach out. Let's brainstorm together. I'm at Axelson or KatieAxelson.com. Pretty easy to find from there. Think about what you already know about yourself and about how you're wired. Do you like being alone in the quiet of your house? Invite God into that. Do you like being out in public? Maybe do your quiet time at a coffee shop. I saw three different groups of people studying scripture in public this week. It made my heart so happy. I encountered God because I saw them encountering God. Let the Lord meet you where you're at and let him love on you. It doesn't have to be complicated. As always, Thank you so much for listening. If this podcast has been helpful to you, I would love if you would leave a rating and a review so that other people can find it. Maybe bookmark it so you can come back later in a season when what you're doing right now to encounter the Lord isn't working anymore. Let's connect on Instagram where we can talk about different ideas. We can brainstorm together what it looks like to encounter the Lord. That's at Katie Axelson, K-A-T-I-E-A-X-E-L-S-O-N. We'll see you again soon to talk about how to know when it's God's voice. Love you, friends. Bye-bye.